Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the CMI School of Christ. And as you can see, it's not your um, the regular uh, teachers. Um, Brother Lumen uh, had his class last week, I, I believe, and uh, tonight was supposed to be Raven Bird, but uh, he actually has the flu right now. And if you're watching, Raven, I hope you feel better. <laughs> And I hope you get better and don't get me sick. <laughs> so if you would, please keep him in your prayers that he would heal up uh, as quickly as possible and not get anyone else sick with a flu. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, what I'll probably be sharing on is kind of a continuation on what I actually was sharing on um, this past Sunday I really didn't get in, really wasn't able to get into it this past Sunday. This past Sunday, I mainly was focusing on uh, Abram as a type of the believer. And uh, the differences are basically where Abram made a physical journey from one location to another location. Uh, the believer now, because of the cross, because of the finished work of the cross, Christ himself, the, the journey of our heart, it is a journey of the heart. And all it is, is you're not going anywhere where you are not already. Uh, you are not going to move from one location to another location. No, that happened at the moment of new birth. At the moment of new birth, the condition you came out of the condition of death because the condition of life appeared in your soul, who is Christ himself. Christ appeared in your, in your soul at the moment of new birth, so now the condition of life is present in the soul, and there's no longer the condition of death. So then, everything now is fully and complete in the Son of God himself, the one who dwells in the believer. And so, uh, if, if, you, if you heard the, this past Sunday's uh, service where, where I shared, uh, what's left then? Well, what is left is for us, how shall I put it, uh, to begin and continue to comprehend and understand and be governed by the one who is present, the one who's in the midst. God, <clears throat> God has fully completed his work. There is nothing left to be done whatsoever. He has finished it all. Jesus, as he hung on the cross, you can read it in the Gospels, he declared, it is finished. And the heavens received him. God the Father is glorified and he sat down. If God was not, if God the Father was not glorified and satisfied with the work of his son, then the son would never have been able to sit down. But it says that he sat down. So, the work is completely finished uh, in the Lord, in, in, in the person of Christ. And that being the case, you're probably wondering, uh, and for, forgive me, I, I, I'm sharing right now for whosoever will, maybe the first person, uh, who's ever, maybe a person's never even uh, come across our site before. Well, or maybe you, you have been... Um, uh, just 
on our site and have been attentive to the classes and, and have been a regular uh, just in our live streaming broadcasts. Well, I want to cover the whole board, the whole gamut of, of the scope of things here because I never know who's going to be listening. So with God having completed everything and there's nothing else needed for God to do, then if that's the case, the believer may have a thought of such as this. Okay, well then why do I still do this? Or why do I still act like this? Or why do I, why do I? Well, all that is there because of, and I'll put it this way, simply it is ignorance of the one who's present. That's it. Now, we don't want to admit we're ignorant. We'd rather ad- admit that we're trying to get the victory on something. Well, Jesus already got the victory. There's no more victory to get anymore. Uh, we're just ignorant of the one who remains, of the one who lives. The victor is the one who lives, and that's Christ himself. And that's always the case. Every single time, if there's, if there's an issue or anything... <coughs> It's just, if, if there's an issue in here, in our mind, if there's an issue, a uh, struggle in our heart, a uh, struggle on the outside, inside, it doesn't matter. Uh, the answer just boils down to, there is a lack of knowing the one who is present. That's it. All these other things, they're like the, uh, what do you call it? Um, like if you have an automobile and the service engine soon, light comes on. That's exactly what that is. That's not the problem. It's, it's making you aware of there, there's a problem going on. And usually, and I'd, I'd say all the time with a believer, the, the situation is that there is nor, there's basically a lack of knowing the one who's present. That's it. The only way we can know the one who's present is if God the Father reveals the one who's present. And... He has purposed our souls for this very thing. He has created our souls. He's created the soul of man for this very thing, for the appearing of his son. So, having said that, uh, that's kind of like a little micro synopsis of this past Sunday. One of the things I didn't get to uh, go over and I guess the Lord made opportunity right now for me to, to go over it in, to some degree, was basically this. Uh, I have been seeing and had been seeing, I mean, I've got a whole notebook right there of notes and lessons and classes uh, where Abraham, or excuse me, Abram at the time, he's uh, so far where I've been studying, Abram, He's a type of the heart, the heart turning unto the Lord. A believer who makes the journey, basically a believer whose heart repents yet again. A believer whose heart turns unto the Lord and the Lord appears. The veil is removed and the Lord is the one who is in the midst is now seen to be in the midst. That's it. So I've been seeing that with Abram. And uh, towards the end of last year I and the beginning of this year, I've just in my searches and my studies, basically in what the Lord has been putting on my heart. Uh, <clears throat> I may have, yeah, I did. Go ahead and just grab these notes right here. Um, 
Wow, look at that. Forgive me, excuse me. <laughs> I actually have these notes uh, in English. The majority of my notes are in Spanish. Uh, has basically been this. I've looked at, and I'll read the verses. There's two verses where I've seen this. Two passages. And I read them at the very end of the Sunday service. And I probably shouldn't have read them. It might have taken away from the, from the majority of what was shared. Uh, forgive me if, if that's the case. But I'll go ahead and just read them here. And I want, what I want you to do, I want you to think of the Son. I don't want you to think of me, man. What I mean by me is us. Me, 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 man. Or how it applies to man or how it relates to man. Let's just uh, try to just think of the Son, period, uh, of Christ Himself, the Son of the living God, and nothing else. Okay? We don't want to add to that. <clears throat> This is Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into the land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So, it's our first passage. Now, this is the second passage. This is Acts chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. It says, And he said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and come into the land which I shall show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans, and dwelt in Quran, and from thence, when his father was dead, removed him uh, into this land wherein ye now dwell. And he gave him... And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not so much as to set his foot on. Yet he promised that he would give it um, to him for a possession and to his seed after him, whereas yet he had no child. I want to go back to the first passage, Genesis chapter 12, and just read it again. And I'm going to leave out a couple things. And just remember, ultimately all Scripture has to find its truest interpretation, its truest meaning in the person of Christ himself. Jesus said uh, in the Gospel of John, it's recorded, where Jesus says, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. Why? Well, uh, bracket here. Uh, You find the term life in the scriptures. So you think you have eternal life based on what the scriptures say. And then he goes on to say this. And they, the scriptures that you search, are they that testify of me, a person. And then he goes on to say this, and you will not come to me. Basically, it's like we would rather come to the scriptures and find it in the scriptures and rejoice in the scriptures, in what the scriptures say, and then believe we have the real, the substance, without coming to Christ, who is the substance. Can you, can you see It'll, it's impossible. It'll never happen. These are there to testify of Christ, to birth in our heart that expectation that God the Father would bring us unto the substance, the Son. So, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and read this passage again in Genesis 12, uh, starting with verse 1. Now the Lord had said, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, 
and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. All right. Let me go ahead and get a diagram on the board here. It'll make it may make a little bit more sense. I had it uh, for my Sunday class. Excuse me, not my Sunday class. Well, yes, uh, my Sunday Spanish class. Okay, I think you can see it here. I think it can be seen there. There we go. It's a little better. This right here is supposed to be somewhat 3D-ish. Excuse me, I forgot. All right. So with the diagram, we have the eternal cross of God. Here is eternity outside of time. It's not part of time at all. And then here is time. Alright? God, before time existed, outside of time, God. Before there ever was anything, God. The Eternal One. Right? Out from the Father, the Father sends His Son out from Himself. Like uh, one of the ways that I have it written down here, uh, the title for this, I've got the Son, the blessing of God unto all nations. I have God the Father, the gardener, speaking unto the Son, the seed. Before the Father, the gardener, sent, sowed the Son, the seed, into the world, the earth, the land. This is the Father sending His, His only begotten Son into the world. And we'll probably... Maybe, I'm not sure, maybe get into the, <clears throat> some of these verses on that. Um, but that's what that is. That's a picture of that. This is Jesus being sent forth of God the Father coming out from God. And then He comes down. Here's all humanity, all mankind. God created man. And then we know man ate of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And was uh, before that, I, I believe He was just neutral. He was definitely wasn't born again, but then after that, uh, he definitely got corrupted. So here's like a shape, a square that we use to represent all humanity apart from Christ. This is all humanity, all mankind that is not born again. You must be born again. All right. <clears throat> now this is, uh, you know, that's that's that. But here, right here, I've got like uh, the circle basically representing Christ Himself. And what I've got right here is basically his presence, his everything around him that is affected by he himself. 
You can look at it this way. Anywhere Jesus showed up, you can read it in the Gospels, anywhere Jesus showed up, things happened. I mean, left to right. Uh, people got raised from the dead. Uh, people got healed. Uh, all, a bunch of devils got cast out. Devils got upset. Uh, there were uproars. There were, there were shoutings of uh, Hosanna. You know, wherever he walked on the earth as Jesus of Nazareth, Everything around him was affected. But it was affected basically because of his fellowship with the Father, the fellowship of the Father and the Son. That's what was affecting everything. It was the life of God in flesh, affecting all flesh, all mankind, everything around it. Okay. Now back to Genesis chapter 12. Uh, Now the Lord had said, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. And this is the verse that I woke up. I can't remember what morning it was. It was this year. Uh, but it kind of actually it might have been last year. I can't remember. But I woke up in the morning and the verse that was just rattling my, my little brain was right here. The passage was, and from thy father's house. See, and... I love the way the Spirit of the Lord orchestrates the writing of the Scripture. It just didn't say, and from your house, or from your abode, though that's what it was, you know, uh, from, from with, a, with looking at Abram. But it's very specific, from thy father's house. From his place of abode in the Father, from his dwelling in the Father. Unto a land I will show thee, and I will make of thee. And see, that's that's the thing. We we know that the name of Abram is great and all, but hey, listen to me. Don't don't get offended. Don't get upset. Just listen. There is a name above all names. And we may end up reading that verse here in a little bit. But there is a name above all names. And that name belongs to Christ, the Son of God. And I will make... Uh, where was it? Was it? From thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. It just, I mean, even right now, with that, with that verse, great nation, just think of it. Increase. Here's the Father speaking to the Son. Go out from me, from your land, your kindred, your, your lineage, your nature. One will, we may end up reading one of the commentaries. They say your nature, the nature of God. From the Father's house unto a land I will show thee. And I will, where does it say? And I will make of thee, of you, and I will make of thee, a great nation increase. And I will bless thee and make, here it is, thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And the, the, as I stated earlier, the, what I have for like a, 
a title, is the Son, the blessing of God unto all nations. Christ himself is the blessing of God. He is the blessing of God, period. And we know that, um, what's, what's the verse? I may have it written down. Yeah, I think I do. I'll, I'll, I'll read it in a second. But he is the blessing of God. God doesn't send, excuse me, God did not send his son to bless us per se. No. God sent his son as the very blessing of God. Okay? Think of it this way God sent his son as the salvation of God, right? The salvation of the Lord. In Exodus, it doesn't read, stand still and see the salvation of man, or stand still and see your salvation, or stand still. It says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God sends his son as the salvation of the Lord, the Lord's salvation. God sends his son as the Lord's life, the life of the Lord. God sends his son as uh, the blessing of God. And on and on and on. You can look and search all these terms in the Scripture. This is Christ, whom the Father has sent. God sends His Son as, listen, the true bread that came down from heaven to give life unto all. To be the life of all. All right. So going on. Uh, and still in Genesis chapter 12, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Christ himself, the blessing of God. Verse 3, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In you, all the earth will be blessed. In Christ. I love that. Not apart from Him. No. See, and that's the whole thing. We have divorced the terms from the person. That's what we've done. And uh, I'll give you an example. We read the term love in the Scripture. And so we're praying. This is how we pray. God, give me love. Through Jesus, give me love. God, give me love. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the love of God. But we've divorced the term from the person. But greater it would be, and more excellent it would be, and more perfect it would be to pray, Father, Reveal your love who is your Son in me. Reveal your love in me. Let me see your Son who is your love. The love of God. God is love. And there are they that testify of me. Says Jesus. Okay. Uh, back to the verse 3. Uh, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. All right. Now I've got another. <clears throat> got. I'm kind of working on two different sets of notes here, both in Spanish and English. Here, 
All right, now this phrase, and thou shalt be a blessing, I've got a verse here. I've got Christ, the blessing of God. And let me just double check this verse because I'm not sure why I wrote it down. But I do have a verse, and if I say it, if I mention the verse, you can say, what in the world? Why do you have that verse there? But let me just find out why I have it here, actually. Ah, yes. Okay, here's the passage. Uh, it's First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 11 through 14. And basically, uh, when the Lord struck Uzzah, I'll start with verse 10. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. All right. Picking up with uh, verse 11. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? So David brought not the ark home to him, to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. The ark Remained the ark which was carried in it what? The tables of the testimony. Here's Moses coming down from the mountain with, you can search it out, the testimony of God. The testimony of God is Christ Himself. He testifies of His Son. He carried the testimony in the ark. It also carried some of the manna that never went bad. The bread from heaven. It also had Aaron's rod that budded as of type of resurrection, life out of something dead. And not only did it, did it bud and show that it was uh, um, alive, though dead, though having been dead, it's alive, it bore uh, the almond buds. I think it was an almond rod. Forgive me if, if I'm getting it wrong, but it, it bore the fruit. even after having been dead. Having been dead, it showed itself alive. And more than that, it even bare fruit. All right. So then here is the ark of God. Listen to me. When the Lord speaks, I believe it's to Moses, saying you're going to build an ark, um, and you're going to put two cherubim you know, on it. And he says this, and from here... From between the cherubim will I meet with thee. From here, Christ himself is the ark of God. From here will I meet with thee. No, Jesus said this, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There you have it. And David was trying to get this one in his house. 
Well, we know Uzzah stretched forth his hand. The Lord got upset. Uzzah died. So they, I mean, even here, right in, in, the, in the verses right here in this passage, and David was displeased. Uh, the Lord made a breach upon Uzzah. And David was afraid of God that day. Uh, so David brought not the ark uh, home to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside unto the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in the house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. Why? Because the presence of God was affecting everything around it. Everything that was there was being affected by the presence of God. And see, blessed everything. The blessing of God was present and everything was being blessed. I will make thee a blessing. That's what, I mean, forgive me, I'm not saying, well, don't misunderstand me, that's it. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying God's going to make you a blessing. God's going to make me a blessing. No, no. The blessing of God is Christ Himself, the Son. He has made the Son a blessing unto us. Where the Son is present, the blessing of God is present. If you're born again, you are blessed. Blessed of God. Because the blessing of God is Christ Himself who is found in your soul. The thing is, is to see, to know the blessing that is present. Alright. Let's see. Another verse that I have, Christ the Son is the blessing of God. Now, for the verse, uh, for, for verse 3 of Genesis chapter 12, I have, uh, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. I've got another reference. Now, let me just look this one up real quick. This is John 5. Yeah, 5.23. Uh, I'll start with verse 22. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Right there, Jesus of Nazareth speaking, that all men should honor the Father, excuse me, that all men should honor the Son as they honor the Father. If they don't honor the Son, they don't honor the Father who sent Him. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And um, I think I made a, I think, I think I made a statement uh, in my Spanish class um, on Sunday that we cannot bless the Lord like Bless them that bless thee. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. O ye saints, bless the Lord. I don't believe we can truly bless the Lord except we see Him who is the blessing of the Lord. Him who is the blessed one. That is, God the Father revealing His Son. 
when God the Father reveals His Son, we bless the Lord. It's automatic. Everything's automatic out from the scene of Christ, out from the scene, out from the Father revealing His Son. All right? Um, okay, so just going on with that last part of uh, verse 3 of Genesis chapter 12. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Got another passage? This is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us, believers, uh, with all spiritual blessings, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Every blessing that's declared here in the Scripture, any blessing that is declared here in the Scripture. Remember how, how I just said it, said it a while ago before I, I read this passage? That I do not believe that uh, a soul can bless the Lord, truly bless the Lord, except that soul, that heart, see Him who is the blessing of God. Paul saw Christ. The Son was revealed in Paul. Not just one time, not just two times, no, no. This thy seen me, and thy seen me hereafter again and again and again and again. Paul served the purpose of the Lord in his generation. Paul continued obedient under the heavenly vision. And all that is, is that he continued obedient unto the appearing of Christ. That's it. And therefore, in that, he is serving the purpose of the Lord in his generation. So here, this is what Paul says. The one in whom Christ has been revealed and the one in whom Christ continues to be revealed. Christ, the Son of God. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessing God. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. I love that. Alright. <clears throat> I have this same, um, this same passage uh, in three different Translations. One's the New King James Version, one's the Message, and one's the Jubilee Bible. I'll go ahead and just real quick uh, read the New King James Version. For some reason, I jotted it down, and forgive me, I didn't mark it in the notes. Why? But I'll go ahead and read it. Now the Lord had said, Get thee out of thy country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land I will show, show you. I will, make you of, I will make you a great nation. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. Once again, Christ, the name above all names. And you shall be a blessing. Don't you love that? And you, the Son, will be a blessing. Not, I will cause you to bless others. No. You will be the blessing. 
uh, I'm thinking of uh, Isaiah where the Lord says, and I will give thee as a covenant unto the people. Christ, the covenant of God. Right? Uh, verse 3 is still reading with the New King James Version. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse, those, curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Uh, just think of this in, in Galatians. Um, let me try to find that passage real quick because I'm thinking of it. Oops. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look at this passage in Galatians chapter 1, verses. Um, let's just start with verse 6. We'll see how far we get. Galatians chapter 1, starting with verse 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Christ himself, the gospel of God. Remember the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the Son. It's not... It's not the, the it's not the good news that Jesus declared or, or or the gospel that Jesus declared. No, Jesus is the gospel that God declared. Jesus is the good news God declared. And listen to this: He fully and perfectly declares His gospel, His good news, when He reveals His Son in the heart that is turned to see the Son. Because when the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is removed and God the Father declares, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And there you have it. Declaring His Gospel perfectly, the good news perfectly in the person of His Son. Alright, where were we? Uh, Galatians chapter 1. Uh... I think we were going to start uh, verse 7. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As uh, we said before, so I say now again, if any preach on any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Now right there, Paul wasn't cursing others. He said, no, uh, if they're under a different gospel, which isn't even a gospel at all, they are under the curse. They're under the law. He's just making it evident. If, if, if they're receiving another gospel or something that they believe to be a, a gospel that's not, if they're receiving something that's not the Son Himself, and believing that that itself is the good news versus the Son Himself being the good news, hey, they're cursed already. 
They're under the law. He who's under the law is under a curse. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. But in the ever tender, merciful grace of God, ever abounding grace of God, when God, by the Spirit of the Lord, by His very own Spirit, draws the attention of our heart, places it upon the person of Christ so that there is a true repentance yet once again in the heart of the believer, the veil is removed and we behold the blessing of God and we declare, blessed be the Lord. And we'll bless them that bless thee. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Make of thee, make thy name great. All right, so going on. Let's see. Here's uh, the same passage. Oh, uh, let me finish that out of the New King James Version. And in you, all the families of the earth uh, shall be blessed. Now, this is Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, Genesis. Uh, this, is the pa- this is the same passage, but with the message translation or um, paraphrase. I'm not sure exactly. Um, verse 1, God said, or God told, leave your country, your family, and your father's home for a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and bless you. I'll make you famous. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I'll curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. It's kind of funny how he wrote that. I, I'm wondering if this isn't the reason why I copied this uh, particular uh, translation right here. Um, I'll make you famous. Well, certainly. G- everybody knows the, the name of Jesus. Uh, everyone does not. Everyone does not honor the Son as they supposedly honor the Father, but everyone knows the name of Jesus. All right. This other passage, uh, excuse me, this other translation is the Jubilee Bible. Uh, The Russell Stendhal Jubilee Bible 2000. But the Lord had said unto Abram, or the Lord had said, depart out of thy country. And and listen listen to the way he he, he translated this. I I love this. At first, first when I read it, it just upset me. I, I, I didn't like it. I was like, no, that's impossible. But just bear with me. We'll read it. And then we'll look at a passage that I did later on. I came to my heart. But the Lord had said, depart out of thy country. Out of thy country. And from thy nature. And from thy father's house unto a land I will show thee 
And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless those that bless thee and curse those that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But listen to this. But the Lord had said, Depart out of thy country. Depart out. I love the way he put that there. Depart out of, out from thy country and from thy nature. And you may have already thought of this verse. Uh, the next verse we're going to read right here. But it's Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. And Jesus, when he was sent to the Father, he took upon himself the... Well, let's just read it. Philippians chapter 2, verses uh, 5 through 11. This is the Apostle Paul, once again, declaring to the church, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, I will make thy name great, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He was found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death took upon him, made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. The Jubilee Bible. But the Lord had said, Depart out of thy country and from thy nature and from thy father's house unto a land I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless those that bless thee and curse those that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. If you just read that and never read the name Abram, you would say, hmm, I think that's Jesus. If Well, I say it this way. If you're a believer and you read this passage and you never read the name Abram, you would have to equate that with Christ, the Son of God. The blessing of God. I'll make, ever, I'll make you a blessing and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in thee. You will be the blessing of, unto the nations of the earth. All the families of the earth shall be blessed in thee. But I love that. He, the Father sends His Son out and uh, we're we're losing some time. And we're not going to be able to go and go over Acts uh, chapter 7. The passage is there, which I was just going to look at some verses and some terms there. 
But the Father sends His Son out from Himself. Abram, during that time, to me, is, a, is, is like a picture of Jesus of Nazareth. Right? God promised Abram, and listen, his seed, his increase, that which would come forth from Abram, he promised him the land. Uh, in, my, in my studies, in my, in my lessons, in my classes, in my notes, I've gotten as far as uh, where the Lord appears to Abram uh, in, in Canaan. But it also says that the Canaanite was in the land. Here's Jesus of Nazareth. Here's the land. It is full of stuff that is not of God. So much so that Jesus even calls the land, you know, talks to that which is of the land, your father the devil. You know, it's the land that at that point was given as inheritance unto the Son. It belongs to the Son. It was given from the Father unto the Son that the Son would inherit it. Just like, just like God gave it to Abram, I will give thee the land as a possession, but he never took possession of it. Here's Jesus of Nazareth. The land is his. The soul of man is his. It's, it's, it's for, for his increase. It's there for his increase. It's there for his fullness. It's there for he himself who is the seed. And yet during the whole time when Jesus walked on the earth, Jesus of Nazareth, he never took possession of what was rightfully his. And what do I mean by that? He never indwelt his land. Just um, where... Acts, I'll just go ahead and read it. It's the passage that, that we were going to get to that we don't have time for, but it's in Acts chapter uh, 7. This is verse 5, and uh, I read it at the very beginning. I read these two passages in Genesis 12 and Acts chapter 7, but here's verse 5 of Acts chapter 7. And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not so much as to set his foot on, yet he promised that he would give it to him for possession and to his seed. So the land already belonged to the son. It was his. But even even as Abram, Isaac, and Jacob dwelt in tents, Jesus of Nazareth dwelt in a fleshly tabernacle. They would soon he would soon put off here, let me do it this way. Uh, let's see, different, different color, different color. I'll just use red because that he would soon put off in the cross. Oh, I, I can't. <laughs> we've run out of time, and I can't get there. I can't. I can't do the whole, the whole picture. But. That's where we are with these passages right now with, with Genesis chapter 12. The Father sends the Son. The, the, the Father prom, says to the Son, You will be a blessing. I will make thy name great. I will make thee a blessing. In thee all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. 
and the Son is obedient to go out from the Father. Like that? Just as we read in uh, Hebrews, God called Abraham out of Ur the Chaldees, and Abraham obeyed and went forth, not knowing. He obeyed. Here, the Son is obedient unto the Father and goes forth. All right. Well, that's all we have for, that's all, we, all the time we have for today. Um, sorry to leave you hanging like that. I'll, I'll talk to the others and see if we can't uh, maybe arrange something <laughs> where I can maybe finish this class or I'll find a way to finish this class because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really good and I hate to just leave you hanging there. It's like, you began, I just began it and I, I can't leave you there because that's just not yet even come to the cross yet. And yet we are in union with God. Here, see, here when Jesus of Nazareth walked on the earth, here's, you, have, you, have, you have all humanity there. You've got those who didn't believe in Him, those who hated Him, and then there you have the multitudes who followed Him, and then there you have the disciples, and then there you have the twelve, and then there you have the three. You have them all in there. You've got Pontius Pilate in there. You've got Judas in there. You've got the Sanhedrin in there. You've got the Pharisees, the Sadducees. You've got Peter. You've got John. You've got Matthew. You've got it all. And yet, there was, though the blessing of God was present and it affected all around him and all benefited, listen to this, they truly weren't blessed. Why do I say that? Because the blessing of God himself was not in them as He is today, even now, in the soul of those who are born again. That's why I said that. If you are born again, you are blessed of God because the blessing of God, the Son, Christ Himself, is in you. The thing is to pray, Father, let me see this one as it pleases you to reveal Him. So, um, as I said, I've run out of time. Um, if the Lord wills, I'll be able to maybe catch up some other time. Or, let me just do this with these notes. Or pick up somehow and finish up this class here. Somehow, I, I, I think, I believe it to be the mind of the Lord that it will happen. Um, so, the Lord bless you all. <laughs> the Lord bless you all. How shall I say it? You are blessed of the Lord. The Lord opened the eyes of our heart to behold His blessing. Amen. May God the Father open the eyes of our heart to behold the blessing of God who is in the midst. Amen. Amen. So, uh, till the next time I see you and have a class, the Lord bless you. Amen.